I am Marie Shadows, your host, and you are listening to the Square Circle Podcast, the best podcast you ever heard. So, um, everyone, welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. This is a first for DLive. I am your host, Marie Shadows. I am joined on the podcast by uh, two other D-Livers, which is um, Epic and also Geo. Hello. Stop, stop. Uh, so, I don't know. Well, I mean, just so you know, uh, the Square Circle podcast started back in uh, October. Why the hell am I sounding like that now? I know. Fuck. This is going to be like the greatest number five episode ever in this in the history of the Square Circle podcast. I fucking swear, man. You probably have you a stream drink. open with volume up. I I muted the stream so I could see myself. Unless oh no, okay, so that's um, YouTube is not working. So out of here, YouTube. Um, okay, it ha- it went away. It went away. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Shadow Singer, for another three lemons. Um, I'm never gonna get through this freaking intro. Um, you will. <laughs> this is gonna be the best episode of the year closing out the year it will be um anyway uh so the square circle podcast started back in october after us watching um hell in a cell and i got extremely upset at the ending so i was like let's just start this podcast and i know a bunch of people that are passionate about wrestling just as passionate as i am and we are just here to share our opinions and hopefully not argue over trivial things like how wrestling twitter does and we'll definitely be uh, referencing a lot of that. Um, for today, it was supposed to be a triple threat, uh, meaning that it was supposed to be YouTube, DLive, and LinkedIn on Restream, but YouTube is messing up, and DLive is the only one that's uh, working. And it's happening again. I have no idea why. Let me just add, let me just put that down. Um, so we're here on DLive, and I'm glad that you guys are here to join us to talk about wrestling. Um, if you don't know, the Square Circle Podcast is on Anchor.fm. If you guys uh, have an account there, make sure to follow us. We're also on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, and all major uh, podcast outlets. Um, it'll be great if you follow us there and also follow us on YouTube. Uh... Oh, well, Shadow Singer, you get to learn about wrestling. Um, all right, so let's just start into our topics. Um, we will be opening up with uh, NXT because AEW is going to take a while, and I think this is just in like an AEW uh, pay per view over thing. So, Epic, you saw NXT. Uh, why don't you start us off? Team of the world, Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows. Uh, so, it just showed them laying out the Undisputed Era in the back. Yeah, um, um, which, by the way, uh, did you see how Gallows threw uh, uh, it's Bobby Fish, right, into the damn thing, and, like, somehow blood came out, or as people are on the internet I think saying it, it was before it happened. It was, I think it was before it happened. Um, I, I noticed that, too. I saw some, something red. It might have been some ketchup, because his back catering table... Or it might have been blood. I don't think it was blood because I didn't see anybody busted wide open. Yeah, it was weird. Which would have been a weird thing. But um, 
ho- hopefully uh there there's no injury report out on it at the time being but um yeah for what it's worth right now i, I think it was just like maybe like ketchup or something from catering <laughs> right like he just happened to have a packet of ketchup um which is kind of funny. which is kind of funny um all right keep going and then Gio, uh, if you want to add in if you saw um you know nxc go ahead okay but when you guys could continue because i didn't see nxc i just know certain oh, bits and pieces oh you didn't see the uh the entire show did i you? mean not really i mean i saw whatever twitter would give me because that's that's where i get my stuff from oh okay 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 uh so basically that that's how it opened up the segment and then um they went into i believe the first match which was uh how come i can't remember this off the top of my head i think it was i think it was a was it a women's uh, match or no I think they uh no OC opened up the segment. Yeah, uh, they, they came in marching through the arena. Then yeah. uh, they got confronted by uh, Champa, Riddle, and Keith Lee. Uh huh. And saying like you know well like you know th- this is the main roster sort of sorts like that like you know um Tommaso Champa was just like basically like you know we-, we left the door wide open for you guys like you know for you guys to come in here and uh, like you know if you guys want to fight. We'll give it to you, so that'd be the main event setup for the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the first. Um, I did want was... to ask you before yep. we move on to matches: is uh, how did you feel about the promo that uh, AJ Styles and uh, Champa had uh, exchanged with each other? Like, I I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, it was pretty solid for what it was. Like you know, Ch- Champa is pretty much saying like you know NXT's superior brand. It is a main roster. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like AJ, like you know, coming around saying, "Well, this is NXT." Like, um, he, I don't think he, like, you know, went in there and completely buried them or anything like that. He was just like, you know, he went in there, said his piece, sort of thing. He didn't bury anyone, didn't bury the brand, which is pretty good because, like, the last thing they need to do is like, uh, did the same mistake, um, like the rock did or something like that or like you know when wcw and ecw had their invasion angle and yeah. there's just like oh, completely bury the talent and the brand and it's just like well who are you again like you know yeah like, what do you what does it you do and it's just like okay well like you know farewell credibility pretty much um all right so we could talk about matches then um so i do remember the first match it is damian priest versus pete dunn so uh, basically touching up on that rivalry that they've been having for the past few weeks which is pretty good like uh you know call him punishment martinez if you want Mm -hmm. well that'll work out as well like solid worker great athlete um i didn't get to see too much of him in uh, ring of honor when i had the chance which was kind of a I guess that was like sad for me anyway, because like dude could really go. Yeah, if he can. he's like, you know, given the right set mm-hmm. of tools, given the right opponent, stuff like that, he can really go. Uh Pete Dunn is definitely that one great opponent for him right now in NXT. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, again, like, you know, for Damian Priest, they're not burying him. They're not completely burying Pete Dunn either, even though they're helping uh put Priest over. Yeah. Like with these strong style type opponents, which is really, really good. It is. Um and uh Damian Priest or 
uh, Punisher Martinez, which I I enjoy Punisher Martinez more than anything um, as a name. Uh, but uh, when I used to have the Ring of Honor description, um, yeah, he was pretty great, you know, for his size and how athletic he is and the things that he's willing to do. He could be like a modern day Undertaker if Undertaker ever wanted to like really like sort of leave it to somebody. It'll be him. Um, I, I think it'd be great for yeah. that too. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Hmm. I'm just trying to see how I can pop out the damn D Light chat. Because um, I feel like I think they might have tried that with uh with Wyatt to make him some sort of modern day Undertaker, but yeah, has just, not worked over very well at all. Yeah, just hasn't. Um, which is kind of sad, you know. I mean, it could have been like Undertaker esque, where he's an entity and that's all he is is an entity, and you don't destroy the entity, you know, sort of in a way. Um, like Sister Abigail, what happened? Fiends kind of reminded me of King because of like the red light that they're giving. Oh, I that... hate that they give the the red light during the matches. I not a fan of it. My yeah, that thing has to like go. It really does have to go. Um, I want to be able to watch a match in its entirety, um, you know, and it'll be okay. Not have a red light in it. Well, you know, maybe it'll fade out and. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. I mean, it's also up to the live audience as well. If that's also there, I mean, like home viewership is one thing, but then like the, if the people live in the audience is just like, if I were live, because it'd be a lot darker to mm-hmm. view it. Um, over there, which was like you know, I I think it'd be all over the place. I think it'd be pretty bad. Yeah, pretty much. Um, all right. So after that match, right, what so happened? Done. So done in a. Priest finished up. Dunn got the win by submission. Then Killian Dane comes out, attacks Dunn. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, both of them uh, pretty much just like, you know, took out Dunn. But it's like Killian Dane trying to establish his uh, his rivalry, his dominance with uh, Pete Dunn right now on the main roster on uh, NXT. Then uh, next matchup after that would be uh, Tainara Conchi and uh, Santana Garrett, who finally made her... Uh, debuted on the NXT roster. I felt that they wasted Garrett here. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because Garrett's uh, such a prospect and a pretty good wrestler. Then to give her like a, her debut match on like on NXT with Tanara Conti, which I don't know how much she's improved. I don't think she has by mm-hmm. much. Um, I there, There's a lot of confusion. For me with this trying to comprehend why they would give Turner the win over Garrett and I believe it was um what is it uh, like a buy-in for uh one of the matches I think it was either war games or uh sorry or something like that I forgot uh-huh but yeah pretty pretty big waste for Garrett there like I, I, I didn't agree with that at all um next women's match after that would be uh Shayna Baszler versus Dakota Kai Mm-hmm. And I believe, let's see, I believe Baszler won after uh, countering uh, Dakota Kai towards the end, which is amazing. Uh, the the more and more I'm starting to watch Shayna Baszler matches, the more and more I respect that match she's given her now compared to how I viewed her in the beginning. Yeah. 
like in the beginning i i wanted her just to lose this trap i'm just like please don't don't get it anymore don't don't put her in the main event spot like i just content just seeing her just like whatever being some sort of badass whatever she didn't need the strap to do it um but like the way she's being pushed and tested in these matches against all the talent that's been thrown in front of her um i'm a little amazed um that she's able to put on pretty good matches with a lot of the talents on nxt so far yeah um which uh, I believe this match was, yeah. After the submission tap out, uh, Marina and Jessamine came in to beat out Kai, and then the pretty much uh, the women's locker room ish that's in War Games came out. Oh, okay, of course. Beating up on each other. Yeah. And Mia Yim was the uh, the pleasant surprise that came out and started uh, kendo sticking the the heels. Yeah. And then uh, it was later announced by Ripley that uh, she was giving her fourth member spot um, to Yim because uh, apparently uh, the Shayna Baszler versus uh, Dakota Kai would be a buy-in spot as well. If Dakota Kai won, she would win her spot on the War Games team, which I don't understand because, like, okay, when William came out last week and decided, if you women want to fight War Games. This is like okay, cool. Um, yeah, pretty, much I, pretty much all the women out there were just like all beating up on each other. And okay, I'm like yeah, yeah. okay, we have our established teams here. Like okay, th- this is it. Now it's just like okay, hold up a minute. Like this is not the team. Like is what? What are the teams? So apparently, the teams going into it uh, before decided to have these buy-ins were uh, Rhea Ripley, Tika Knox. Uh, Candice LeRae. Yeah. I believe. Those three so far. And then fourth member right now, Mia Yim has just been elected to go in. And I think, do they have four or five per team? I think four. Four or five. Don't don't remember, but... um, So now they, they have a viable fourth. And I believe maybe with... um With the heel squad... I think Tara Conchi uh, winning over Garrett somehow bought her a spot into the match for some god awful reason. Please help me, God. Uh, I'm not saying that, like, you know, this is like, but Tara Conchi, like, I don't know. I, I would have chose somebody else over Tara Conchi at this yeah. point. I'm pretty sure she'll improve over time or stuff like that. Like, she's probably worked out at the performance center, paid her dues, whatever, but. Same time, it's just like at, at this point in time with the with the type of roster with the type of talent going into a match like this, mm-hmm. um, I would unless she's going to be fodder in five seconds. That that's the only way I would really pretty much accept that and book it. Yeah, um, e- even my face. Uh, I know when people are going to be watching this or probably um, hearing it, but I was even confused too the way that you had explained. Uh, the reasoning for uh, Rhea Ripley to not be in the War Games uh, match. Um, so she gave her spot away to Mia Yim, right? No, and... she didn't give it uh, away. Like oh. Rhea Ripley is the captain of the women's uh, oh, War okay. Games match. So because of this, like because of this whole confusion now, because the way Survivor Series works, uh-huh. because like Survivor Series is the next day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with this now in effect. Shayna Baszler can't represent her team 
unless she's going to do double duty oh, on, uh, okay. on got War it, Games, got it. right? Yeah, yeah. So now we, we have the, like this this whole cluster of like you know women now vying for spots on uh, women's war games because Shayna Baszler has a match on Survivor Series in a triple threat with the other two uh, Raw and SmackDown champions, and it's like that with the main roster right now. So like they've already decided the women are not going to have a triple threat. The two, uh, the three tag teams, so Undisputed Era, Revival, and uh, who are the Raw champs again? War Raiders. Um, oh, I forgot about yeah, them. Yeah, those guys are going to go. Um, uh, triple threat style tag team match as well. I'm pretty sure they are probably going to maybe decide to do it with the mid card championship. So the Intercontinental Champion, US, and uh, the North American Champion or Cruiserweight, maybe. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, which that would be a phenomenal match because you got Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, and Roderick Strong. Should he choose to hold his title uh, through that point? And if it serves me correctly, there is a triple threat, maybe? I don't know if it's decided yet. Let me double check. Because if they're doing it like that, and if they're going to put the world champions into one match, I think it's just going to be a slaughter. Because it would be Brock Lesnar, The Fiend, and Adam Cole. Yeah, bebe. But for what it is in Survivor Series right now, it is Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio yeah. for, the, uh, for the championship. Which is interesting. Do you guys have like any theories as to why all of a sudden this is happening? Do we need another? Un- I, I mean... believe Mysterio was supposed to be the original opponent going into Crown Jewel. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So it was supposed to be Mysterio going to Crown Jewel until he got that injury, which is a legitimate injury. And then um, I think Cain Velasquez was supposed to be the guy brought in much later into the feud mm-hmm. to really give it that same type of feel where it's just like, you know, the, the Avenger for Rey Mysterio sort of thing. Yeah. Now they're playing it completely backwards. And obvi- I think it's obvious at this point that they're putting Lesnar over Mysterio, obviously, but we don't know to what kind of dominance at that one point. We don't. It's going to be another um, underdog story for uh, Ray Mysterio and, you know, probably maybe defeating Brock because when he won the belt the first time, huh? Will he be like the giant killer? Yeah, I I mean, we could get from that. Uh, Who did he take the belt from uh, when it was originally supposed to be given to Eddie, but Eddie had passed away that week? Did uh, did... What happened? Uh, Vicky beat Randy Orton. Oh, and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. In a tri- oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking that he beat like Big Show or somebody that was bigger than him when they did that whole you know he's the underdog type storyline and stuff like that. Um, oh, that's after he won it. Okay, okay, that was after. I thought that was like before when he won it. Uh, but yeah, that really was at WrestleMania that time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So keep on going with NXT then. All right, NXT. So after that women's match and uh, the whole uh, thing with Baszler, uh, I think they're doing three teams for uh, women's war games. So there's Team Baz. Uh. So yeah, the way I'm reading it right now, it is Team Baszler, mm-hmm. Team Rhea Ripley, and uh, Team Shirai. Maybe I don't know. Oh wow. That's that's a lot. Of I, I 
think, I think, um, I could be wrong again, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way I'm reading it at this point because, like, I don't know how. Because, like, if it is Team Baszler, it'd be Baszler, Shafir, and Jessamine mm-hmm. plus another person. I don't know, but it, it, that's still up in the air at this point. Um, <clears throat> next match, anyway. Yeah, was the number one contenders uh, match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. So it was. Uh, it sees uh, Tony Nese versus Angel Garza. Really good match, I feel. Um, I felt like both guys put each other over quite well. Played it very safe as well. Not too much crazy spots or anything like that. Um, Garza went over Nice. Mm. Um, for some odd reason, I like watching Garza go for some god-awful reason. I don't know. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine right now. Um... Maybe it's, maybe it's because he's like you know a Mexican ta- uh, Tai Chi for, for some odd reason, just like with with the whole pants. Oh, thing I anyway. see him. I see him. Yeah, so basically he comes in with pants and then he rips them off mid match, something like that. So um, the pants, how that came into play in that match was basically I believe Nice was going for a top rope uh, power bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to get him off, but ripped the pants off while trying to go into it. And apparently. Uh, I think Morrow said, like, this is the first time I've ever seen a pair of pants getting powerbombed in a match. Of course. Because who doesn't so... love Maru? <laughs> who doesn't love that guy? So, yeah, he, he actually uh, made that uh, statement on air, on air about the pair of pants being powerbombed in a match. Man, that guy. I mean, I've never seen a pants get powerbombed until that night. Yeah, I yep. think that would have been, like, a first for all of us, no matter what. Um, cool. Uh, what's after? What was after that? Uh, after the match, uh, Leo Rush came out to congratulate Garza, but Garza squared him right in the face with a slap. Like this, pretty hard slap. Um, Leo Rush played it off, smiled it off. Mm-hmm. Still, like you know. Um, what was after that was uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus uh, Dominic Djokovic. Uh, uh, yeah, that Which dude. Which is a pretty good match. I liked it. Is Isaac new? Isaiah? Isaiah. Uh, so Isaiah, Isaiah is kind of new. He was in the, I guess the uh, the breakout tournament for like when they announced a whole handful of new signees. So like, oh okay, eight. okay. Um, Isaiah Scott. If you guys are not familiar with him, uh, he played Kill Shot in Lucha Underground, so he was in a match oh, okay. then. Which, by the way, um, I do not know if we're ever going to be talking about Lucha Underground on the podcast, but if you guys want to, you guys can. I personally had never gotten behind Lucha Underground. Like, I tried it. I tried watching a couple episodes. I just couldn't get behind it. We could probably leave that for another day. Well, yeah, of course. I didn't want to do it now. I'm just saying that Um... if you guys have wanted to talk about it, you guys can. I just won't contribute to it because I couldn't get behind it and whatnot. So, yeah. Let's just say it started off with a with a lot of promise, a lot a lot more sport than it was like TV drama. Then later on, it got way too much TV drama ish for its own good. Uh, I feel like that sort of aspect of the brand uh, killed it, mm-hmm. and a lot of talent Sorry. wasn't really being utilized. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of talent that was being signed to the brand that really didn't get utilized properly. <laughs> But it did see a lot of promise for a lot of the people who did get exposure on there. So uh-huh. obviously, uh, John Morrison, yeah, um, Ricochet was on there. He was their first champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Puma, well, uh, yeah, you have to yeah keep a kayfabe. 
Yeah, keep it, keep it, uh, keep it. Mil Muerta is who I think is like an amazing one. Um, Katarina, I believe, like even Evilise, uh, Angelico, and uh, Son of Havoc. Yeah, all those were amazing on there. So, uh, the one thing I will probably go on record to say was the overusage of the slide, the, the thigh slap sound, oh, of course, which was not done by the wrestlers. By the way, it was it was taped. Really? So it was recorded. It was a recorded sound, and it played virtually on almost like hard hit. So, like whether it be like a forearm shot, it was a thigh slap. Whether it was a super kick, thigh slap. Whether it was like you know a hard clothesline, thigh slap. Like. There was just a, like unnecessary like thigh slap sound for like a lot of this stuff just to try to give it some sort of impact, mm-hmm. like for the viewers. So it was it was way too gratuitous, and I, I hated it. It was like they they just abused that that soundtrack way too much. So I'm gonna cut in for every for anyone listening on D Live. Um, if you're not familiar with like professional wrestling terms and what the wrestlers actually doing the ring to make the sound. Um, this is a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, if you're going to go for a kick, you will usually slap your, your thigh. It will sound like this. It will be like that to create the effect of the person actually getting hit. Um, you know, sometimes we don't really want to expose too much from the business because I still love keeping the business the same way that it should be kept. Uh, you know, keeping the kayfabe. Yep. Keep, <laughs> yep. Keeping the kayfabe. Um, you got to, you got to protect yeah, the business. You got to protect the business sometimes. Um, and you guys might think it's foolish for us to do that, but this is how passionate we are, and this is what we love. Oh my God, dude on the web! Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for donating the five lemons. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what wrestlers do. Um, and I can't believe that you know Lucha Underground abused the hell out of that sound. Um, oh yeah, like right out of abuse. <laughs> Anyway, no until now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know because I didn't watch. I didn't watch Lucha Underground. I couldn't get you know um, behind it like I was saying earlier. Uh, but all right. So after, all right. So no okay, more. So, no more Lucha Underground. Uh, so after, yeah. Anyways, back on back on the topic. Yeah. And went over on mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah Scott. Um, again, pretty good match. Both both guys put each other over quite well, and they are pushing uh, Dajakovic into being one of the the new big things on the roster because of his size, obviously. He's tiny. Dajkovic. Um, well, he looks. I tiny. mean, compared compared to the other guys on the roster, because like what the the other guys they signed on the roster are like virtually like cruiser. But like Dajkovic though, the, like the way he looks, like he looks like a big guy. Like he looks like you know he can go, mm-hmm. and, like you know, which is why they had him going to matches with uh, Keith Lee and stuff like that, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um. um which I just want to be that person just to like throw some laughs out there. They're only pushing him because he, because um he tried to go after Kenny on Twitter. I want to be that person. You 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 think they're pushing him because he went after Kenny on Twitter? Uh, this is a secret. Probably no, but I just want to get the laughs out there. Okay. Damn okay. it, dude! <laughs> it wasn't that serious. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It was just stupid that he he went after him trying to be all big and bad. But I just want to make a joke out of it. I'll be that person. Watch, well, watch me end up getting heat after this. Um, they're not gonna like us after this episode. Hey, I don't, I don't care. I'm gonna act like the elite and just make fun of shit. All right. Um. So after the match, you got the main event: OC versus Champa, Keith Lee Riddle. Um. 
match ended in a no contest after uh, there was a ref bump by the end of the match where Keekly did the pounce on, uh, I believe it was Carl Anderson uh-huh. or, or AJ. I think it was on AJ. Mm-hmm. So, like, AJ was going on in uh, for a thing, missed a spot. Keekly came in, did the pounds, hit AJ, and AJ bumped the ref. Oh, of uh, which, which led to the, the high spots afterwards. So, saw Riddle ch- attempting at, um, I think he went for like a, a dive and he got himself caught on the ropes. Uh, uh-huh. Thankfully, he didn't mess it up too much, but he was caught. So, it broke his fall. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't try that again unless he's uh, very confident and hitting it because that was just unnecessarily scary yeah um balor came out yeah i saw that picture they they, they so, took this awesome picture of uh balor and aj staring each other each other down so they were staring each other down basically styles acknowledged him raised his hands up in the two suites yeah mm-hmm. balor gave him the guns yeah yep and then it's like all right. Then he went to go hit the Styles Clash. Called it out. Uh, called out the spot. Oh, of course. He, uh, he was just like he was like Styles Clash. And he was about to hit it on, and then out came uh, Adam Cole. Oh, super kicked AJ. <laughs> super kicked AJ out of the uh-huh. ring, and then um, started putting a beat down on Champa. And then uh, Cole had to stare down with Balor afterwards, and then Balor just smiled and just kind of walked off. And that was basically how NXT closed out. Um. I'm going to make a promise to myself to actually watch uh, that one in particular so that way I could feel the emotion. Because uh, even you talking about it, I was getting a little hyped up because um, for anyone that followed AJ Styles, he has a very high caliber profile of being a wrestler in this awesome industry. And he was part of the Bullet Club. And um, now he's in WWE. You also had Adam Cole, which was part of the Bullet Club for a little bit. Um, a little yeah, bit. A, a, yeah, he was temporary, and then he became a ghost. Uh, one day we'll talk about that on the podcast. Um, and then you have Finn Balor, who was you know part of the member anyway from the Bullet Club. Um, but because the, found, the founding, the founding father, yes. he was the founding father along with uh, Anderson and Gallows. It was the three of them, and then all of a sudden they're all here in WWE. The only reason why uh, Gallows, Anderson, and AJ have the OC is because Vince McMahon couldn't secure the rights to get the Bullet Club from New Japan because New Japan already filed for everything and bought the name. Now, my question to you guys is that uh, this is probably like a long time in the making. Do you think that WWE could do this sort of justice or should like Triple H just do it and not have Vince ruin it to make it great? to have this whole feuding going on. I don't see Vince really understanding the potential of this group. If you told Vince McMahon about this idea, he wouldn't get it. I think Triple H would get the idea a little bit more. I honestly thought towards the ending of the main event of NXT, I'm going to refer to him as Prince Balor. Prince Balor was probably going to join his old group. I mean, he is the original member. Yeah. So, or is he going to join Undisputed Era? Or is he going to have his own faction? That would be interesting. Hmm. But I think Vent went and get it. Oh, Prince Balor. What? I, I think 
Prince Balor. Oh, Finn okay, okay. Balor. Okay, okay. Yes. That's Call fine. him Prince. Yes. I see him probably having like his own uh, group, maybe. Uh-huh. And he probably might feud with uh, Undisputed Era or the OC. He's unpredictable right now since he showed yeah, his truth. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he did it perfectly so too, man. Oh, yeah. My mouth dropped when I saw that. Yep. Um, I was not expecting it. Uh, you know, I didn't know how dangerous a simple Pele kick is until he decided to turn heel. Um, I always popped whenever the Pele kick happened because it's out of nowhere. But once uh, Prince Balor does it to turn heel, I was just like, wow. Now now we're getting somewhere. Now I could be invested again in, in you know, Prince Balor. And I could be invested again in NXT and WWE because right now they're on the right track. And this is what they need. They, I honestly think that um, WWE should focus within themselves rather than trying to see if they could try to one-up AEW. Um, just because I don't think that they, I don't think they need to. I just think they need to focus on every guy that they signed and woman, every, every woman they signed and do invasions like that. Because, um, now that we wrapped up the main event, um, I got the chance to see the interview that Becky Lynch was doing. And then Shayna comes in and they have their little, you know, monologue time about, uh, Survivor Series. Um, and I thought that promo was sort of okay, but I understood where they were going, and I'm kind of excited to see how Shayna versus Becky would turn out at at Survivor Series. And Bailey, Bailey. Oh yeah, and Bailey. Sorry, Bailey, <laughs> if you ever watch this, like, <laughs> man, she's gonna Bailey, dark Bailey. Yeah, she's not giving up hope anymore. So... I mean. They even said themselves, those women said they're not going to sleep on Bailey. Yeah, I know. Uh, by the way, by the way, I just want to interject. Thank you, Circus, for donating three lemons. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about Bailey. I hope that you know if Bailey ever hears this or sees this, like she doesn't attack me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, overall, uh, would you guys recommend um, NXT? I would. I would, yeah. Because I enjoy NXT. And I'm happy that it's on, like, cable network like USA. Because now, you know, yeah, they sign the independents and they go to NXT. But is NXT a developmental thing? Uh-huh. Or is it now a legitimate brand because it's on a big network that most people may have? Uh-huh. And you see all the different stars. If you didn't know who any of these wrestlers, athletes were before, if you didn't have the network, now you have a chance because you see this invasion happening. So you might like, who's Adam Cole? Oh, I got to check out NXT. Who's Shayna Baszler? Yeah, Why yeah. is she still with me? So it's good. It's good that they're getting recognized now because a lot of people or some of the talent when they would get called up to the Raw SmackDown, it would be kind of lost because you'd be like, who's this person? I don't know who he is, but then when you watch NXT and you see the group and development, you're like, this is how they are. Why are they not like this? They go up to a 
Uh-huh. Go ahead. I don't know if you were finished. Okay. Um, so I would recommend NXT, especially with the takeovers. My only thing with after takeover is now that we know that it's going to be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, mm-hmm. are the NXT talent going to be able to showcase the same kind of um, action that they would on a takeover? Oh, as- I see what you mean. That's the only thing that I have. Yeah. But I'm I'm interested. But take over before Survivor Series and then I'll be ready for Survivor Series. But I'm interested. Yeah. And also, what is Prince Balor gonna do? Will Bailey be the um forgotten underdog champion or will she get a surprise win? Who knows? Yeah. So um I'm done. All right. So, uh, is any of the titles on the line in this uh, triple threat match? For the, for the None main? of the titles are on the line, no. It's just basically mm. like a supremacy. It's just about who's the better, who's the best brand. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, don't you think it would be kind of better if um, the titles were on the line? Nah, yes and no. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's absolutely necessary to sell it unless there's a deeper angle involved. Uh-huh. Like, it so, might like be... if they had a deeper angle, I feel like it would make a whole lot of sense, but it's absolutely unnecessary with the type of stakes, I guess, that they have. Mm-hmm. It just would be weird. It just would be kind of weird because technically Raw and SmackDown are separate brands. Yeah. You have NXT, the unofficial brand that did not get any drafts, even though Street Profits got drafted. Um, well, they take uh, from... NXT rather than giving to NXT. Yeah, so. they do. Yeah, they do. They take it from. Yeah, it. It, it's it's a it's a loss, but I I I like the Street Profits. I see potential in them. It's just going to be a little more. I give them a couple of more months. Yeah. Um. Just mm-hmm. so you know. Um. The time that the Street Profits were not on NXT for like a really 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 long while. Um. They were fighting um in evolve because they were the evolved tag team champions and i managed to uh see them live and they're uh pretty good live they had the crowd um jumping they had like very good crowd reaction very good um spots during the match they were like super fantastic um you know they'll get there uh people will like remember them and stuff like that uh but yeah if that's what if you ever remember that time when they weren't there in NXT for a while is because they were with Evolve. And then also yeah. because WWE is backing Evolve financially, technically they have them in their pockets like securely. They could get whatever Evolve person they want to be either uh, debut on NXT or whatever. I just feel like most of the stuff is just plain developmental. Like I'm just going to pull from here and here and here, you know, that type of thing. Like how they always mm. do. Um, yeah. All right. Any final words for NXT Takeover Raw SmackDown before we move to AEW? I can't wait to see what uh Prince Balor has in store next week. Yeah, that's true. Looking forward for Takeover and then Survivor Series, but mostly Takeover and the rest of the progression of the show. Which by, the three brands. which, by the way, hmm? when is TakeOver? 
Uh, the Saturday before Survivor Series usually. Yes, I think Takeover. So, takeover is probably Saturday. So, like the day before. So this Saturday we have AEW Full Gear, and then Survivor Series should be like the twenty fourth of November, right? Because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds so about then, right. So then takeover should be the twenty third. All right. So we should um plan to try to do a takeover breakdown and predictions and stuff when that comes around. Sounds good. All right. So we're gonna move on to possibly my favorite brand, which is AEW, which I'm gonna say it outright that AEW is my favorite brand. And I actually wrote down some notes. You guys can see that in the video. Um which I don't normally do. I don't normally write down show notes. Um, so I know Epic got the chance to watch AEW this past week. Uh, Gio, did you get the chance to watch AEW? I did not get the chance to watch AEW, but I was following up. So I know I know about the Cody announcement. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go in order from how I written this down from like the start of AEW Dynamite. Uh, so AEW Dynamite is on TNT. The first uh, match that opened up was uh, Pac versus uh, Trent. And Trent is one half of the best friends tag team with him and uh, crap, what's his name? <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> um, what is it? Trent and uh, guys, help me Chuck, out here. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor, I think. Chuck Taylor, okay. Oh, Chuck, yeah, Chuck Taylor. Okay, so, yeah, with Chuck Taylor and um, Orange Cassidy. Uh, That match was slow. I think that was poorly put together, meaning Pac has a interesting style, and he works best with, like, Hangman for some reason. Um, He doesn't work really well with Trent, with Trent's style. But, you know, Pac is a bastard, so he'll just beat anybody. Um, I did find the exchange between him and Orange Cassidy to be like a fun little spot, but you know, Pac doesn't smile, but you know, that's what he does. Um, at least he got the crowd reaction to boo him, you know, very easily. (laughs) That was a cheap boo. Um, that finish. Oh God. Did you see the finish of it, Epic? Uh, I didn't get to see the finisher, no. All right. So, all right. Uh, here's some more pulling behind the curtain, I guess. Uh, so in professional wrestling, uh, referees know all, uh, like 90% of the time, uh, referees have the hardest job in the industry. They have to remember all the spots. They have to remember, uh, when to call it home, meaning when to do the three counts so everybody can go home and end the match. Uh, referees have to remember a bunch of other probably technical stuff, including rules, rope breaks, uh, count outs, disqualifications, anything, you name it. So their job is really, really hard. Um, so it looked like at the ending of this match, damn, we dropped down to four viewers. Wow. Is, is my historian like that bad? Okay, guys, thank you. Uh, thank you for stopping by anyway. Um, so, like I was saying, uh, it looked like the referee was told in the back that the finish was supposed to be a submission. However, when Pac hits his black arrow, um, 
he it looked like he completely knocked out Trent on the ground because like Trent did not move he did not pick up his arm to kick out so when the referee was about to count three he stopped and everyone on commentary was like oh my god Trent kicked out at two and um it obviously that didn't happen and they tried to really really recover it even Pac gave the referee a look of like what the hell so Pac goes into his uh submission and that's when the match ends so that's how that ending got fucked up since you didn't see it um Mm. yeah uh everybody was complaining on twitter about it but it wasn't the referee's fault you know he knew what was supposed to be done it just happened to be like if you're doing a freaking rotation in the air and plop down on somebody all that air is going to come out of you and you're going to just be wiped out so yeah that was for that one like an impact yeah definitely like an impact um and i hope people don't think that I'm not appreciative of anyone that has came into the stream and looked. It was just a weird freaking number drop. That's all. Um, Gio, do you want to start off with uh, Cody's announcement? Uh, Cody's announcement that he said, he said that if he does not challenge, well, if he does not beat Chris Jericho for the NWA Championship, he will never challenge for the title again. Pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah, which um, kind of reminded me of um, he's going straight old school, and I'm talking about like uh, back in the 80s, NWA style. Um, not too long ago, um, Tim Storm from uh, NWA did the same thing with Nick Aldis when he was like, you know, uh, well, Nick Aldis gave him the ultimatum of like, you know, if I beat you, you're never going to challenge for the title again. And I just felt that similarity uh, with it. Um, Cody Rhodes's uh, promo was great. Uh, you know, I'm not related to Cody, but like, I felt like I was part of his family when he... Uh, oh, yeah! Thank you, Vortex, for donating ice cream. Um, but I felt like I was part of Cody's family when, um, you know, he was saying his speech. And I felt the passion that he had. And, you know, the line that stuck out was, um, this is Ellis Island for wrestlers. Uh, this is freedom. That hit very close to home. Um, you know, because essentially we want to see every wrestler out there succeed and, you know, be a big name and a big star, especially like if you go around supporting your local indies um, and having the chance to see your friends make it in the business and uh, trying to do the best that they can with all the outlets that they have. And then, you know, Cody just saying that just re- reaffirms that wrestling is not dead. Wrestling is in a age of um, evolution and it's in the age of um, I guess amazement at this point. Epic, you want to add anything? Um, the I feel like it's gonna go like it's very unpredictable. I would say at this point because like uh, the brand is still very fresh, and with the direction everything's going right now, it's really hard to kind of pick up actually if 
Jericho would actually be dropping this draft with Cody. Mm-hmm. Or if, uh, you know, Jericho goes over and then Cody doesn't go for the strap and then he's stuck at some sort of role or they introduce some sort of mid-card division, which would, would just degrade his character at this point. But mm-hmm. um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they play this angle out where they're planning on, you know, if they plan on still making Jericho that top guy or if, like, you know, Cody takes the back seat and just, like, you know, just sits back and just runs the show from, you know, from Gorilla or does something at this point. It'd be, again, in- interesting because even I don't, I even I can't write or predict this at this point with uh, with the way AEW goes. Yeah. Uh, with their direction. Um, but sign me up on watching uh, Full Gear to see where that goes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I enjoy their direction that they're going because at least on the dirt sheets. Hey, Chubbly, thank you for following. Welcome to Ravage Land and welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. Um, <laughs> um, all right. What happened? No, I said, all right. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, um, I do like the direction that they're going in, but I also like the fact that um, no dirt sheet uh, ruins anything, you know? Because um, AEW gives us what we want. AEW just says it out front. AEW is like, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. You know? It's one of those things where, like, the dirt sheets don't get it first, you know? And that's a blessing because it's very hard to um, keep a secret in wrestling these days. It is. It's very hard to do that. Um, Internet ruins everything. Yes, it does. <laughs> it really does. All right. So we're going to move on to the tag team. So this was... You could think of it like a number one contender spot to fill in the third spot on the um, uh, full gear pay-per-view. So it was uh, Dark Order versus Private Party um, for 15 minutes. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess it was an okay match. There was nothing memorable like really about it. Um, Private Party is still good with the Young Bucks because they have a similar style. Uh, fighting, you know, the Dark Order is a little weird, uh, because the Dark Order came from somewhere and nowhere at the same time. Um, a lot of independence. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to keep it kayfabe to where they come from, because... I don't even know where. I'm just like, I know, I've seen them in some Canadian shows before, but... Yeah. I don't know. Um... It's just that I don't know how it to came explain. from another universe. Yeah, I guess we could go with that because I don't know how to explain um, Dark Order at all. But uh, so the the team going over in this match is Private Party, uh, which I thought it was kind of interesting because yeah, Private Party won weirdly. I don't know why I'm thinking that Dark Order won, but in my notes it says Private Party won, unless I have it wrong. Um, so it's going to be Private Party versus SCU, the team of Kazarian and, uh, Scorpio Sky, and then it's also going to be the Lucha Bros in that match. That match is going to be crazy. Oh, man. Um, but, I mean, that's all I have for the tag team division, unless you want to, um, mention something epic. Uh... Tag team division right now. 
Well, I mean the, the match I just talked about, but if you want to talk about the tag team division in general, if you want to. Uh, I don't think I have, like, too much to go on the tag team division. Again, like, much like AEW, still fresh, everything's still new. Yeah. But, like, with losses still, I'm still yeah, a, a still very, matters. very big factor uh, in regards to who gets called up for shots or whatnot. Um, they, they have a lot of talented teams. Um in the lineup, like, you know, th- this could go a lot of ways. Like, I, at, at this point, you know, SCU is going to be going over on that match. Um, who would be going off for the next spot would be interesting to find out. But I would, I, I would, I would say, like, uh, like, you know, having them go up against uh, a lot of the other talented teams, like, you know, either like, you know, Hybrid 2, um, like Lucha Brothers getting yeah. another shot in. I feel like Lucha Brothers is probably going to be on the grind if yeah, they loss are. And, if wins and losses are a thing to kind of put themselves back into the lineup because they are the ones angle wise who put uh, Christopher Daniels out. Yeah, they did. So it, it'd be interesting to see, like you know, they should be inserted a little bit more into their programming, either through dark or um, you know pre shows, the buy ins, what mm-hmm. they call them. Yeah, um, for them to really uh pick up on that wins loss thing so like you know rack up more wins put themselves into uh into the picture for the next angle yep so i'm gonna let you kick off why you think that the inner circle video was debatable because i fucking love that shit ah uh... I mean, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't even know where to start. To be honest, where we're going all over this stuff. I mean, like it, inner circle, like pushing, you know, themselves and like you know Jericho. Jericho's like you know, freaking genius. First of all, yeah. Um, like. I, I don't even know where to begin on this one. Like, I don't even know where to start on this one. I don't right. know. All right, so let me so give let, your thoughts on all it. Right. I mean, so I thoroughly enjoyed the video. Um, I know our viewers don't really know what we're talking about, but um, Chris Jericho, who's in AEW and is our AEW champion, uh, decided to do a video similar to how Cody Rhodes did his video, where it was very deep in thought about. Uh, winning the AEW championship and what he's doing to his family and friends because he has to focus on this. This is the biggest night of his career and stuff like that. So Jericho kind of mocked him using the inner circle uh, team that he has um, to the point where it was very, very comedic. And you knew that Jericho wasn't really taking it seriously. Like he he's not taking Cody Rhodes seriously. What I enjoyed the most was just the mocking part, how they put it together, because I wasn't expecting, you know, Jericho to come right out and be like, hey, I'm going to make fun of you, Rhodes, because, you know, um, I could do the same thing, too. Um, They got Virgil in there, which I thought was funny. They got Virgil in there to talk about Jericho. They had Sammy Guevara say he's, uh, you know, the youngest champion being at 49 years old, meaning Jericho. it was just well put together, and that's the style that AEW has is to be sarcastic. 
and to not really take things like way too seriously depending on like the character of the person but um from mm-hmm. start to finish i really thought that it was kind of funny just to make fun of everything that jericho ever did especially creating the phrase a little bit of the bubbly because he didn't even look at the camera when he said a little bit of the bubbly man like that got me on a chuckle um you have to admit that it was good storytelling as well you know his side of uh the whole feud between him and cody it just brought the feud up 10 times so you know unless you want to pick off of whatever i said you know because you don't know where to start <laughs> you gave him a- what happened geo you kind of like where are you geo i said you gave him a starter i think so <laughs> i hope so Epic. Oh. Uh, geez. I thought I had a thought in there at one point, but um yeah, just uh Did you think it was I, too kiddish? Like, uh, part of me did. Okay. Think it was uh a, a little bit too childish, but like at the same time that that's Jericho and that that's his that's his humor. Mm-hmm. Uh at the same time though, like when when I watched the whole entire promotion, plus like you know whatever's in conjunction with promos, and how a, a business conducts themselves, like, and I guess I was looking at this as an overall standpoint as opposed to, like a, a promo standpoint. Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, okay, well, here here we go. AEW hasn't established so as a brand. You got two guys, two well-known names in the market, going at it. Brand new company, uh, top prize of the game. And we're we're gonna treat it right now as a little bit of a joke to really push Rhodes as an underdog. Yeah, they, going they are. into the match, and it's just like, well, if we treat it as such, then like you know, what would the value be? Like, you get a lot of like you know the marks that come in here is just like, well, like you know, we we go in here, we support Cody Rhodes, like you know, mm. son of a bummer, like you know, and you know. Uh, he he even like called Jericho back on it, or it's just like you know, in in Rhodes' promo, it's just saying like, well, you know, you, you being son of like you know NHL hockey player, like yeah. you know, saying like, you know, all this stuff, and you have the right to really uh, say this stuff about Rhodes and uh, their family name and their family legacy, uh, which is really really emotional. So like, there, there's like, a, 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 it, it's a different approach. To how those, uh, how those two really want to go into it, where like Jericho is just like, well, you know, whatever. It's just Cody Rhodes saying it's just like you know the only way you're here is through like you know your entitlement and, and, and through your name, as opposed to just like you know, uh, Rhodes just being like, well, like you know, I'm here because I have a lot to prove. Like you know, uh, you know, taking taking a very serious tone to it, and I feel like sometimes like you know, even though through uh, some of Cody Rhodes' promos is way too long yeah um well this one that he did recently for in in dynamite was uh just right um but the one from the previous week where he's with uh tony shivani that was super long i was like oh my god are we still here i'm so sorry but you know why why does this need to be shown you know you're taking away from the tag team match that's supposed to happen in the ring you know that should have been saved for like aew dark 
you know. That's what I feel like. It, it should have been like that, or like you know, they should have uh, shown it between segments, between matches, kind of like you know, like you know, washroom filler or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but if they wanted to give this uh, a big time match feel, they should probably have a better a, a better angle for it. Like, you know, having the, the box office attack was a pretty good start in a way, but like, you know, I feel like, you know, they just really, really toned it down um, in terms of building up this match. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like it, they only got, like, the championships right now. Championship and the world championship and like you know, you know, like, you know, you know, go into this match, top match, prize the top, top prize of the game. You know, you prestigious you know, thing, thing, and, thing and, <laughs> and um, going to um. I swear, man. I swear, man. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> give it, like, we're give it, like, this type of problem, this type of build. You know, you know, they should give it, should a, give it a, a, lot a, a, a lot better approach to it, at least. I don't. I don't want to say how you guys can hear her. I I muted the thing. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Uh, all right, cool. All right, cool. Um, um, there is an echo. There is an echo. I know. I don't know why there's. I don't know why there's an echo. I don't know how to fix it either. I don't know how to fix it either. I really don't know. I really don't know. Uh. Uh. Why is it so loud? Why is it so loud? Can you guys hear me? Can okay? you guys hear me? Okay. 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 Your echo. Your... And my echo. Okay. We're good. I don't hear no echoes. Um. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, part of me still wished that they sort of pushed um, Hangman Page because I'm waiting for um you know, hangman to turn heel. I feel like that, that should be given time. Um, I feel like they shouldn't make any hasty decisions right away. Yeah. Push whatever angles you're going to go for right now because, like, you have you have a company. You, your focus right now should be, like, you know, treat it like a season. Uh, I, I would say, like, for some god awful reason, treat it like you would, like, Lucha Underground, where have a season, focus it around, like, you know, whatever whoever your champion is, whoever your contender is. Get through that first, and then let's worry about what comes next afterwards. Then have your next push after that. Yeah, um, because even with like you know, uh, being the elite, they also allude to maybe uh, page turning, and I can't, I really can't wait for that. That's gonna be like, I don't know, I'm, I gotta think that's cool, you know, because mm-hmm. now he could go around, you know, kicking people in the head and be like, yeah, I'm gonna do some cowboy shit. Um, which by the way, that, that line got me and I was like, you know what? I think I will probably buy the shirt just because, just because, Mm. um, one day I would like Adam page to play red dead redemption with me. So that way, when we become outlaws, we could just say, Hey, we're doing cowboy shit. Um, that's just me and me and my daydreaming shit. Anyway, um, after the inner circle video, it comes to the women's tag team match, which is uh, Jamie Hater. It's a hater or a hatter? Hater. Hater. Um, thank you, Ghost. You're welcome. 
Um, yes, we have a ghost. Um, Jamie had her teaming up with, uh, was it? Wait. Oh, yeah. Jamie had her teaming up with Emmy Sakura and, uh, facing against Rio, which is the AEW Women's Champion, uh, and Shayna. Or Shanna. Shanna. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I always root for women's wrestling and, you know, I love watching wrestling it doesn't matter if it's like women in the ring men in the ring men and women in the ring it doesn't really matter as long as the athleticism is there the story is there and everybody takes care of each other in the ring because i don't want anyone dying but for some reason this match could have been better it gets better towards the end and i know that like in a match you're not supposed to exhaust every single move that you have in the beginning because then you know you get uh, winded out and then you have to get your second wind and that's not a very good thing um, but I just feel like these women don't really know how to work with each other to make um, you know uh, how can I say it? to make a chemistry in the ring to get the match going you know um, I I overall think that some of the women need to at least work with each other, but I understand that not all the women in AEW have a full-time contract. You know, they're off doing other promotions and stuff like that, so they come into AEW just to make the appearances. Um, my other thing, too, is that uh, Epic, do you know uh, anything about Emmy Sakura other than the fact that she loves Freddie Mercury and that's her gimmick? Uh well basically she's uh Riho's uh uh mentor, trainer and mentor. Um so basically they're they're pushing this angle as a like, you know, teacher versus student. Yeah, okay. And and then um you know, I'm pretty sure they're using it as a way for Riho to have a better match with somebody who understands her a little bit better. Uh, because I feel like um, touching back on what you said earlier about like you know the women type working on type of match um, having a certain style, like uh, the Joshi pro wrestling in the uh, in the Japanese scene is is really really different. So um, they can have a really really good match depending on who they're having their matches with. I feel like having Jamie Hader in the mix because uh, Jamie Hader actually also works with Stardom. At the same time, yeah, could go and mesh with that a whole lot easier and help communicate spots a whole lot better. I'm not too sure of Shanna's spot if Shanna worked with Stardom or not. I'm not too sure. I don't know much about her. Um, but she's a French uh, wrestler. That's the only thing that that they kept saying. Um, commentators are not saying too much about uh, who she is. Apparently, Shanna has her name also in Japanese on her Twitter. Oh. Let me read this up real quick. Yeah, she was also in Stardom, so... Oh. Um, basically, Shanna was there up until August 13th of 2017. Or it's 2018 she was there, actually. So she was there for a while. So all women should be kind of familiar with how uh, Japanese women kind of go and... Yeah. Uh, do their matches. I feel like stardom is in a league of their own when it comes to women's wrestling compared to uh, maybe Sendai or even like uh, Ribbon mm-hmm. or uh, Joshi Pro. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like they're 
having those four women, even though it could have been a little bit smoother, probably will not get any better or any worse than that. Yeah. Because, like, Shanna and Hater know how to work with Japanese women. They know how, like, Japanese women like their spots, how they call spots. So I feel for what it is. Um, it'll probably get better. And again, I, I think it, again, depends on the type of person, t- type of athlete. Let's just say, swap out Riho and Emi Sakura. And let's just say, put in the likes of, like, you know, uh, Kairi Hojo, which is Kairi Singh, by the way, and oh. uh, Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably definitely going to get a higher grade match with higher grade type of athletes that can really, really go. Yeah. But Riho doesn't really do high spots. She's just there, I feel. She is, and she she's adorable being there. Um, she works really, really well with Kenny because that's because they have like a whole history of teaming together and stuff like that. But when it comes to when she's in AEW, she needs to get used to the women that they put her against, you know, because sometimes okay. some things does look off. Um, but other than that, like she maintains to be cute while she does wrestle. I don't get it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like wrestlers like her and uh, I don't know, you guys can at me on it about it later or something like that. And, you know, we don't have to go into a heated discussion, but, you know, I'll give you my two cents about why. But, you know, there, there are certain female wrestlers that'll look pretty while doing things, which is okay. But if, if you're going to push that type of woman to be the face of your company, probably not the, not the great way to go about it at this time. Like, you know, yeah, I... how, how you want to push your company, who you want as your face. Um, someone who can really go, someone who can represent the brand, someone who says, wow, like, you know, I could really watch that match and this person could really go. Like, you know, right now, the way I see it, like, Yuka Sakazaki would probably would have been my cha- uh, champion of choice. Uh, if I were to put a Japanese wrestler over, she's got a lot more personality. She looks cute doing it, but she can really go. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, I feel like Riho right now is just kind of like, She's just there. Uh, she's she's just there. Like if I were to like give her like um, I I guess like a a mixture of styles, it'd kind of be like, who is incredibly safe? I know, like she would have like you know a, a Randy Orton type style where like you know oh everything he does me- is methodically safe? yeah really everything he does is safe methodically just kind of work around uh huh and kind of work your way into it without you know, risking too much. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, go in, rest, hold. Okay, okay, okay. Do, do spots here and there, kind of move around and, you know, just kind of pace it that way. Yeah. As opposed to, like, go, 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 go. That's true, that's true. Because uh, most of their matches are the go, 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 go style. Um, and sometimes I want to see it uh, slow down a bit um, and not have too much okay. like spot, 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 you know? Yeah, like, I mean, like, if you pace it out correctly, it's like if you can, like, open it up, you know, create a little bit of pace, go into a rest, build it up a little bit, do your high spots, go back into a rest, and then climax it out, go, 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 close it out, go home, and like, you know, I, I feel like it would work out that way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with Riho, it's just like, okay, just work it just a little bit here and, like, run, do this, and just yeah. do that. I definitely see just, that. Like, it, it, it's just, like, very, very placent. You, like, you, you 
like you, you would have to place her in certain situations for her to kind of do her things accordingly. I feel like she eventually might like if she, if she were like translated into like an American wrestler, she would have like a five moves of doom set. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> um, let's hope that you know you don't get added very badly on Twitter for saying all that. I, but I totally I mean, agree I'm not saying with what this you're is saying. Like in a negative way, but I mean, like that—that's how I, I, how, I know. That's just how I viewed it. Uh, the whole entire approach. I totally like, understand where you're coming from, and I totally agree. And I can see um, the statements that you're making. Like it's. it's but totally I mean, true. if you guys want to show me a video of her other works, I haven't seen any of her other works in Japan. If you guys want to do that for me, anyway, like. You you can include it into a link uh, when this podcast is uh, up there. Like the only other match that I saw outside of AEW was her match that she did with Kenny Omega in a mixed tag against Oh yeah, uh, Michael Nakazawa and oh. uh, Yuka Sakazaki in OWE in uh, in China. Oh damn! Which right. I, I feel like is almost the same type of match she always has. <laughs> mm. I actually thought you were gonna bring up the recent one that um, her and Kenny went to Japan. Uh, to DDT and faced um two other people, which I totally forgot their names. Um, but in that match, everything was so quick. That's why I was like, when she's teaming up with Kenny, it works. But when she's by herself to face the other women in a match, it's a little weird. You know, it's it's a little different. Like um, I feel like they haven't worked out the communication spots and how they wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, they should figure that stuff out. I feel like you know they they should have a lot better trainers. And better referees to help them get in better spots to help prepare for better moves that com- yeah. uh, that uh, communicates things a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, like again, uh, I'm not blaming any of the talent. That's just how they are. That's how safe they want to play it, and that's cool. Um, but I feel like if they want to have like you know a better grade of match, I don't know if that's what they're going for or not. But I mean, uh, for what it is right now, you know, have better communication, have better trainers, uh, have better not better refs, but I mean, have the refs. Uh, help them move into places a little bit better to uh, have the type of match that they want to have, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. All right, so that is our take on that tag team women's match, and the team that won was actually Jamie Hader and Emmy Sakura. Sakura did a it should have been a roll up something. I think it was a roll up. Um, but when the yeah. referee counted to three and rang the bell, it looked like um. Rio didn't really know that that was supposed to be the finish. Like, I, either she forgot to kick out or something, but the referee let it stand as, you know, oh, I counted three and that's it. And um, Emmy, you know, did the whole thing of, since you mentioned earlier, that's supposed to be like teacher versus student. So she did the whole, like, you know, sort of teacher thing to be like, yeah, you know, I got one up on you. Um, That was that. Um, Moving on, did you guys... Managed to see the Brandy video. The Brandy promo about, yeah. like, you know, her uh, just being a pretty face, being associated with Cody, uh-huh. and doesn't really deserve her place. I still feel that way about it subconsciously. <laughs> that you just think that she's just Cody's wife and she got there because of the name. But, like, not, not in that sort of regard, but I mean, like, by association, like, she is Cody's wife, and, like, you know, uh, in terms of wrestler, you know, I, I at me, but I don't think she's improved that much. Like, she'll be amazing when she comes back and manages awesome call because that's what they're setting up for. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I, I think, I think she uh, slightly improved. Um, uh, whatever videos that she posts up on Twitter about her training, um, it's getting better. Uh, there's some stuff that she's doing, but it just needs to be consistent and her in the ring and stuff like that. But she also has to worry about the behind the scenes, the whole branding of AEW and taking care of all the videos that need to go up um, on social media and the content, because I understand how that is. So sometimes juggling the two may not be a very good idea, but she is improving in, in everything that she's uh, she's done. Um, I just found it funny that she finally made a video about, you know, trying to, not really trying, but uh, shutting up um, all the haters. Because there's a lot of people that, you know, say some really disrespectful stuff to her. And that's what yeah, everybody... I feel like those internet marks are uh, a lot of the worst types of scum. Yeah, um, it is. Um, but, you know, even before she decided to, like, get married with Cody. Um, well, I mean, when she started in WWE, no one really knew who she was, except that, you know, oh, it's it's Brandy. She's the ring announcer. Um, but I guess we could try to make an argument that because of Cody, you know, we know who she is. But individually, like, people know who Brandy is now because she does her own stuff. You know, it's not yeah. too tailored to what a Rhodes would do, you know? guys <laughs> um well I, I feel like that brandy does have a lot to prove which is like you know the reason why for this promo which is good mm-hmm. um again it, it's going to be different to see the type of approach that they're going to go with this to see whether or not if it's going to be in a manager role where you know, she's going to unleash kong on everybody whether or not she's actually improved in the ring herself like I, I feel like you know she can improve. Like she, she does have this way of just like you know working a sort of like you know paced match, the way she wants to go about it, and do like a heelish style, like you know kind of showboating and promo within her matches. Because I've seen, uh, when she did go to uh, Stardom uh, a few years back, like what she's capable of in the ring, how she can kind of go, and how they kind of present it in a certain way as well. Yeah, um, I can see that. She, she did but... a little bit of time there. Yeah, so I mean, like you know, she she is well versed, well trained. Like she, like she's really fit. She can really go. Um, just right now, at this point, it's just like you know. I, I guess the proof, uh, the thing she wants to prove the most right now is like, uh, people just uh flacking on her because uh she's Cody's wife. Yeah, um, and, and just like, a bunch of other stuff that they do to her. Yeah. And it's just like, well, if you're just going to harp on her just because it's Cody's wife and she's only associated with AEW because of that, then, like, okay, well, that's a whole... that That's kind of personal, then, uh, as as opposed to just, like, you know, she's there in AEW, she's there to represent the women's division, to be um, the head of that sort of thing, and to run that thing to however. But um, if they're expecting her to do more or, like, you know, less... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, due to reasons of, because then, you know, don't take it too personal. Go, uh, go watch another sport. Then, uh, yeah, that's true too. Alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. If only it was that simple. If only it was that simple. Uh, Gio, do you want to add anything to the Brandy video? It's like she is. 
Hello? She was starting to cut in and out. Um. All right, what is happening over on Discord? No idea. Um, it says that he's still here. Uh, hopefully, Geo, buddy. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, man. Oh, it's like she's summoned awesome. Oh, I don't know. Now she's gonna get everyone. It was interesting. She wants to see herself. She wants to herself. prove that. Uh, Gio, just so you know, you're cutting in and out again. Oh, why the? Can you? No, you're you're cutting in. It's and like out. very faint in and out. Yeah. I don't know why that's how. I mean, are you using you're using your phone, right? Yes, I am using my um, You know, if I was you, I'd be walking around the house trying to get a signal. But that's just me. I do it with whatever. I like it. I'm just wondering where it's going to go. All right, that sounds better. Cool. Okay. I don't, I don't know where you moved to in, in, in your place, but it worked. So stay there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. the The next match is uh Brandon Cutler versus um, oh God, who do you face? Sean Spears, who is uh Ty Dillinger, the Perfect Ten from WWE. Uh, just so you know, the winner of this match was uh Sean Spears via pinfall. Uh, Brandon is getting better. Um, I think Brandon is going to be great as a mid card guy. I don't know if I see him as anything else, and I hope that, you know, if he's listening to this, that he doesn't take offense to that, but that's how I see him. Um, he's, like, a very cool overall guy. Um, and then the last thing that I want to mention, because it wasn't really, you know, it was just a match. Um, I think that they messed up with Sean Spears. I really think they did. They did. Um, they, they shouldn't have uh, put him in a program with Cody so early and then come have him completely buried. Yeah. Um and I think I, I've said this in the past podcast too mm-hmm. where like the exact same thing is like this is happening way too early. Angle was done to perfection. Mm-hmm. Um but when it came down to the match it like Spears got completely buried and after that his momentum was just like gone. It was killed. Like any credibility you want to earn for yourself after that is gone. Like, yeah. Definitely. Um and I think that the the build that Spears is having, and now he's fighting with Joey Janela, um, I'm just like, you guys, th- this is where you would say you guys don't know what you're doing, because I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand it. Um, that's why that's I, what I feel like, to what? be honest, like, that's what I feel like AEW is at at this point right now, though, like. Again, they have all this talent. Um, wins and losses are a factor when deciding booking matches, certain angles in there when they're not having a major title uh, mentioned within the angle. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I feel like they're just doing a lot of things, a lot of people just just doing things. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's not like having a purpose doing things. It's just like, just 
here, just go there, do things. And it's just like, okay, cool. But, you know. I feel like the only sort of, how can I say it? The only segment slash story that feels like it's not just a doing something is uh, Kenny Omega and and Moxley. Like, Kenny Omega's, like, intricate storyline I feel like everything that he's done is not a just do whatever. You know, we're just going to throw things in there. You know, what he's doing is making sense. Um, as much as I love the fact that Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho are building this story to see who's going to be either new AEW champion or if Jericho's still going to retain the title, um, that's cool. Um, I just felt like it was way too early put together and I don't know why that should have happened um that's why I feel that Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes should have had their moment rather than just being buried because then you know that would have built up Sean Spears even more and so that way we could understand why he's in AEW I mean we know why but the reason why you know he decided to come there to take down Cody and make that story more deeper because WWE was never going to do that. So just doing an AEW, but doing it a different way. Um, there are like hit or misses in AEW. AEW is never going to be perfect. They're learning on the job as they go. They're learning as a brand new company. Um, but we could all see that there's ups and downs to everything. Yeah, hopefully it's like a lot of things they could, they could figure out real soon. Because um, uh, like the way I I, I view it right now, personally, for me as a few, uh, as a viewer, um, it's cool that they're focusing around certain types of uh, matchups, and especially uh, the main focal point right now is definitely on Cody and Jericho and whatever the inner circle is doing. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like it, I to be honest, like for me, I can't really care about anything else. It doesn't get me invested. Like I found myself enjoying NXT a whole lot more for the past maybe like two weeks so far. Uh, compared to the AEW programming, like I feel like uh, when like the uh, the elite is not giving themselves airtime and the other talent is given that time, that they should really, really go with that time that they're given mm. to really like to really make something of themselves and give the fans a reason why they should like they should back yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Um... I think with me uh, going off that uh, the tag team of uh, Jack Evans and uh, Angelico, th- yeah, like Angelico. Yeah. I remember watching Jack Evans so long ago that when he dropped off of wrestling, I was just like, "Oh crap, he's back!" Like you know, is this really the Jack Evans I remember when I was watching him grow go through his uh, wrestling journey? Um, and then to have this tag team, I'm just like, I don't know who, like, I don't feel that connection of like, yeah, I want to cheer for them. Um, or the same thing with, uh, the dark order, you know, other than just coming out creepily and not knowing where you, where they come from, you know, I just can't get behind them. Um, yes, I totally understand where you're coming from in terms of like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that just happens. Um, like. Uh, I was just looking back at my notes. Um, I even forgot to mention, you know, the whole pack versus hangman thing. That I think that that's a just because thing. 
right? Yeah, a lot of it is just to help fill the card, and which is fine. You want to fill the card, you want to fill the card. Like, that. that's fine. But again, it's just like at the same time, it's just like your, your talent is just there to help you do things in the time just to help you fill the card. Um, but the talent has to look at this as, uh, as an opportunity as well because, like, you know, they feel like right now the way that they have it is like, you know, I have the secure job. I work with AEW, work with Tony Khan, work with uh, the elite. You know, we have this exposure. We're fine. We're safe. If you're looking at this, just to say, like, you know, here I'm on mainstream TV, we're a viable contender, and we're just playing it safe, then, you know, uh, you might as well find yourself over to WWE real quick and uh, establish yourself safely over there. Here is, like, you know, you have a chance in front of a camera to pull a lot of audiences in from a lot of other things because you gotta you got to compete with, like, you know, NWA now you got to compete with the WWE you got to compete let's just say like you know if you're watching any other programming out there let's just say stardom uh New Japan Pro and also uh, Pro don't, forget, Noah, don't forget um like baseball and basketball season and like football season exactly the season just started like yeah. exhibition matches are done mm-hmm. like um give these people a reason why they shouldn't click anything on the remote when your match is on TV like you know what are you going to do to impress me? It doesn't have to be like a high fly spot. It doesn't have to be a flashy move. Like, you know, you, you could be like your character. It could be your mic work. Something that something you say, something that you do just says, all right, you've intrigued my interest. Like, let me invest a little time into you, but don't make me regret it. True, 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 true. Um, Jo, do you want to add anything onto that? I would just like to see a little bit more build. Oh, not again. It's like... You gotta move around the house, man. <laughs> uh, you gotta move around the house. Your your, com- your, your volume. Okay. You're coming and in and out. To helping? <laughs> yes. A little bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't have to do this for long. I would just like to see more of build up the women's division. All right, he said. We know, like, he said the women's the division. Champions. By the way, okay. Huh? Um, it cut out when you said women's division, so I'm just letting everyone know that you said women's division that you want to see the women's division go up. Yes, In the women's division. Some make storylines. You gotta because they're just focusing. On, You're cutting out again. No, inner circle, main championship. Championship. That's about it. Okay. Just like together, but hopefully they'll get it together, like through the or at least by twenty twenty. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, I think that once we get to the new year, it'll totally be uh different. Um, you'll you'll probably see a more focused AEW because now they really have to stretch out their talent in a way because you know it's every Wednesday so it's gonna go a little faster um the main event for Dynamite is uh Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus uh Sammy Guevara and uh Jericho um this match was uh good um I am going to say that uh Sammy Guevara could have a classic match with uh Kenny um all of their Chain wrestling in the match was uh, very good. 
uh, the spots were good. Um, and then when we come to towards the finish, you know, uh, distractions happen uh, where Hack comes out and uh, low blows Hangman, and that's allowing Jericho to get the win over on Hangman because it wasn't Kenny. Kenny did a freaking dive outside the ring, and then that was it. Um, and then chaos and mayhem ensued to end the show um, as if it was like WCW. Um, what AEW was trying to do was get all the hype ready, and that's why they ended the show with all the full-gear stars uh, to end the show, to get it hyped, to make sure that you tune in this Saturday, November 9th at 8 p.m. Uh, to watch Full Gear. Um, but yeah, that's all I want to say about the wrap-up for the main event. You guys want to add anything? I am... I, I think I've said most of my guess piece. I gotta <laughs> okay. What happened? Gio? I guess I have to get my full gear ready. Yeah, man. We all, we all, you know, we all had to be full gear before full gear happened, but I didn't go to the gym. Um, anyway, so our last quick segment is just prediction time. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Chubby. Thank you for the four ice creams. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm gonna go down. Oh yeah! Oh my god, I'm gonna hear Macho Man four times. But thank mm-hmm. you, Macho Man. Um, so I'm just gonna go down the card list. Oh yeah! All right, Macho, one more time, and then I wanna do this last segment, and that's it. Oh yeah! All right, cool. Um. So, uh, AEW Full Gear, once again, is uh, this Saturday, November 9th. Um, So, all right. So, what I have here is uh, Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. Uh, Who do you guys pick to go over? Sean. Um, Epic, who do you pick to go over? Uh, I would like Spears to go over just to really, really turn his character into something. Um, otherwise, I'd say it'd be a waste. Okay. Uh, let's see. I have no idea who I'll pick. You know, Joey's cool. He's a cool guy in real life. But um, I need Sean to turn over. Um, so I am going to put my mark on him. Uh, the next one is the women's match. So you have Rio being the AEW Women's Champion versus Emi Sakura. Who do you guys have going over in that match? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to have Rio. Rio going over since she just won the championship. All right, so it's going to be Rio for both of you guys? Yeah. Uh, me, I'm going to end up being neutral only because I want to see how it plays out. Um, I don't know too much about Rio and I don't know too much about Emmy, so I can't really make a decision at this point in time. The next one is the triple threat uh match for the AEW Tag Team Championship. It's gonna be SCU, which is the team of Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus Lucha Bros and versus Private Party. Who do you guys have going over in this match? Uh SCU. Well, I'm thinking from an analytical uh perspective that I think like you know just it makes sense for SCU to win it 
but I feel it's going to be a classic of a match. All right, so Epic for SEU. Gio, who do you have? Uh, I don't know at the moment. I'm just going to watch the match. On- so you're going to be neutral? Neutral, yes. Uh, For me, as much as I enjoy SEU and their bits on Utah. Uh, not again. Come on. It's the end of the show. Um, awesome. I want to see the Lucha Bros actually take the belts and run mayhem in AEW. That's that. That's what I want to see happen. Um, all right. So our next match would be our unsanctioned lights out match, which is uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, John Moxley. Um, I'm just gonna say it. My pick is Kenny. My pick is always gonna be Kenny, uh, just because I freaking adore the dude. But um, Epic, who do you have? Uh, I feel like uh, I want Moxley to go, but um, I feel like this favor, this match won't really favor anybody in terms of uh statistics, but obviously momentum is a sort of thing. But if they want, uh, again from an analytical standpoint, I feel like uh Omega will do a solid for Moxley probably, hopefully, maybe I don't know, um, but I feel like you know, uh. Boxley. Okay. Gio, who do you have? Moxley. You have Moxley? Um, just one note on uh, this match. Uh, because AEW is all about um, wins and losses, um, because it's an unsanctioned lights-out match, whoever wins or loses, this does not affect uh, their overall scores and or regular singles uh, scores for Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Uh, the next one it will be the main event. It should, maybe, maybe it. It's Cody versus Jericho. Jericho is our AEW champion. Um, I am staying out of this one because I adore both of them. So I'm not going to pick sides. I'm going to be neutral. Uh, in that case, who do you guys pick? I don't clear. Some you're break. You're breaking up again, the stipulation. dude. I'm doing the walk. <laughs> uh, I'm neutral. Okay. Um, epic. Uh, I feel like Jericho's gonna go over. Um, oh, only because I feel like you know this this match. I, I would have to watch it to find out, but I feel like you know. The way that it's going right now, unless they have something really, really great planned out, court, uh, like skill set wise in the ring, um, I don't feel like it's going to be that great of a thing. And I feel like Jericho's reign could be a lot more like to be a, a lot more right here than it is right now. Um. So, um. Do you so want to go neutral? Do you want to go neutral? Uh, I'm probably gonna. Uh, go I'm probably gonna go to the neutral. Oh my god! This is like oh my ending. god! This is like the ending. It's messing up. And it's messing up. All right, quickly. All right, um, quickly. Um, Santana Ortiz. Santana Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz versus the Young Bugs. Oh my god! Sorry, my mic. That's, oh, we're good. That's gonna be good. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna remain neutral on this one, even though like I feel like LAX, but both teams could go, and it's gonna be a great match. 
All right. So I got you as neutral. Um, Gia, what, who'd you pick? Uh, I'm going to say probably ends in no contest. Ends in a no contest. So, it might end in a no There might not be a winner. Okay, so I'm going to keep you in the neutral with that note. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, as much as I enjoy LAX, um, I'm just going to stand behind the Young Bucks uh, to probably win. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then we have the other women's match, uh, which is going to be on the buy-in uh, part of the pay-per-view, which is Britt Baker versus B Priestley. Um, I am not too fond of B, um, so my pick is going to be Britt. What do you guys have? I'm going Who are you going with? Britt. Okay. okay. I'm going to go with the B. Okay. Alright, so... Um, we are getting down to the final couple of minutes. Um, I did write down in my notebook, um, you know, who's neutral, who got their pick and stuff like that. Um, and we'll see throughout the night on full gear, like who was right, who was wrong. And then we could definitely talk about it on uh, the Tuesday episode of this podcast, which is usually on there. Um we are not going to get to AEW Dark. Um, it was just three matches. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not really going to get into that. But I did want to mention that I enjoyed MJF on commentary. MJF was freaking gold on that, Mike. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Can I you... was like, wow, man. Okay, you're making me it to start like you. It helped compensate for that dead crowd. Yeah, it really did. It really, really did. Um, which I I really enjoyed that. Um, cool. Uh, do you guys want to say any final words? Thank you for joining us if us for the first five episodes. Epic, you want to say anything? <laughs> okay, I, I thought he was going to keep going. Uh, I think he was done. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, th- guys, thank you so much for uh, the support uh, for the first five episodes here so far. I mean, if you guys want to just cover anything what areas we should improve what we're doing great on please let us know in the comments um whether you're on twitter whether you're on youtube um because you know we we would love to as, as much as we love for us to kind of keep rambling on and on but your input uh will actually help us improve content over time so um please be kind uh give us some uh, great feedback and uh, we'll definitely take into consideration going in our podcast moving forward. In the meantime, we do enjoy putting out this content for you guys. So thank you so much for your love and support so far. Um, you know, uh, stay forward, uh, stay tuned and uh, keep supporting us moving forward. Yep. That was wonderfully said by, by Epic. Um, originally, this was supposed to be streamed over on DLive, YouTube and LinkedIn, just to reach out to some more people um, on our YouTube channel, we are growing. We have um, 18 subscribers there. Um, since I'm streaming on DLive, I will leave the um, link uh, in the comments for you guys to go over to YouTube and subscribe to there as well if you want to. Um, but this is a team effort. So it's myself, 
it's epic it's geo and we have alpha russ unfortunately alpha russ is stuck at work so alpha russ could not be with us but when he is he's great with us um i wish we could have went a little further a little deeper but we're not doing that today um i do enjoy that at least deed life worked and you guys got the chance to actually hear and see this podcast yes this is episode five i will make it apparent to upload episodes two three and four and also five onto our uploads uh, part um, for those of you watching this on YouTube, D Live is a decentralized streaming platform that we are totally on. We are partner with D Live. Um, so if you ever got confused about you know who I'm talking to, why someone donated an ice cream, why someone donated a lemon, um, so they kind of help support the channel that way. If you guys want to uh, create a D Live account, just let me know. Leave it in the comments. Um, but there will be a video updating about what happened because it was a mess. Um, this is why I am declaring that episode five is the greatest episode of the Square Circle podcast, the best podcast you'll ever hear um, for the end of the year because of the mishaps and the mistakes. And we can only improve with your feedback and support. Um, we totally enjoy having you guys here. And I think my... Oh, I thought my OBS was going to crash on me. See, everything that's messing up. But we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you again on Thank Tuesday. Um, have a wonderful night, guys. And that's a wrap, guys. Thank you for listening to Episode 5 of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I was joined by Epic and Geo to bring you our opinions on professional wrestling since it is our passion and if you want to continue to get additional content please make sure to subscribe on our youtube channel follow us on our d live account and also make sure to follow us on anchor through anchor you can listen to us on spotify and apple podcasts as well we highly appreciate everyone's support for all five episodes including our next episode where we will see you next tuesday